What's that? You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I give you A C. And with that, welcome in to the ACL Pod, featuring the one and only Mr. Captain Wags, Spring Podcast Edition. Welcome in, everybody. It's been a few months since the NFL. Me and Wags always do this sort of touch-based spring pod. So much going on. NFL Draft, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, tennis, golf. I'm going to hopefully touch upon... A little bit of all of the above. I am ACL. He is Wags. Twitter, Instagram at the Real Mr. ACL. Twitter, Instagram at Captain Wags. The website, the Real Mr. ACL.com. Wags, happy spring, man. What's going on? Happy spring. Things are great. You know, looking forward to uh, not only the draft but NHL playoffs right around the corner. We're in the middle of the NBA playoffs, which has been fantastic. So. Um, and, and the start of Major League Baseball. So Oof. a lot of things going on, and it's going to lead right into the NFL, college football, right back into hockey and regular season. So, uh, yeah, summer might seem like a little slow, but, you know, we're, uh, we'll be getting after it. We'll be doing our research, um, looking into uh, the following season. So I, I love this time of year. Uh, NCAA, March Madness, was, was a, a great uh, – little end to i heard you had a little kansas 12 to 1 a little birdie told me yeah 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 you know clients were able to take advantage of that and uh so yeah no it was great great way to cap that off uh great season and great march madness to end and you know leads right into the playoffs and then summer so any summer plans acl you go going away you doing anything might do a vegas trip or two or three we'll see there you go. We'll right. see. Yeah, I'll be out that way doing a, a few weeks in in Utah. Okay. Park City for the. I heard summer. they don't have sports betting in Utah, nor will they ever. So. Yeah, well, that, that's, <laughs> Might have yeah, to take a trip a west cause. to Nevada or to Arizona. Exactly. So yeah, it's about from Park City. It's about a six-hour drive or a one-hour flight. So yes. uh, I typically like just to hop on the uh, the quick flight because they're fairly cheap, and uh, yeah, get the, get those summer. Uh, futures in for yeah. for football and, and, and whatnot. You know, it's just going to say getting, you know, as you guys know, I've been doing the NFL free play um, draft props, props over the last, you know, week or two or whatever. Just, just and, a couple, and just a couple, just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> and, you know, those, it always really kind of gets the, the juices going as far as, you know, football futures, right? A few books have already posted college football season win totals obviously the futures are up nfl as well as far as just like super bowl division and all that but books earlier and earlier we're seeing are now putting out season win totals which is great um that's the market that i love to just dive into as soon as 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 we can um but yeah we'll just jump right in here i mean nfl draft wags look i've been saying this for years it is one of the best ways to invest your money throughout the entire year if you have you know draft capital or sorry you know bankroll capital out there what am i doing with it right now what should i be doing with it because it's information based right it is it is different than any other betting vehicle that we have out there 
a game, a future, whatever, you can have a great handicap. You can have great information about, you know, this particular guy is, is you know, somewhat injured or this team's hot or a great situational play. But the NFL draft is different because these things in many ways are already set. So if you can get the information, kind of read between the tea leaves on some of these interviews and all that, it is the number one, in my opinion, way to invest your betting capital throughout the year. Uh, aside from any other event, in, in, you know, NBA draft, you can bet on that, but that's different just because there's not as much information out there, right? So the NFL draft is a great way to invest, and we see that because these books, year after year after year, some aren't even putting bets out. You can't even bet it. Others that do, they're putting it out for like 48 hours. Circus Sports, one of the best books in the world, great guys over there in, in um, downtown Vegas, they're putting their, their draft props up, Wags, for 48 hours. 48 hours. And because right. well, why? Because they mean, don't want you to bet. Yeah, no, exactly. Look, first off, there, there's nobody on this planet who, who does this and, and reads into it more than UACL, and, and it's been great and lucrative over the past many, many years, and it's incredible. And you're starting to see books start to, you know, I, I would say five years ago, books were open with these props weeks and weeks, uh, you know, in yeah. advance. And we were able to take advantage of, of a lot of that. And, you know, guys that were, you know, over under were 14 and a half right before the bet, you know, right before the draft fall down to like six, six and a half or something like that. And we were mm -hmm. able to get on under early and take advantage of that. But look, when books lose and they start to see, hey, we're we're getting hurt. They're going to start to to get a little bit more lean, get a little bit smarter. Um, you know, hey, how can we get draft uh, props up there? Because um, we need to have that for marketing purposes, but also limit our loss. And and the way to do it is let you know shorten the time that it's up on the site or up on the book. And um, yeah, I mean that, that that's what we're starting to see. So you you'll get a lot of those smaller local shops trying to get. Uh, up there and out there um, and, and look some of the books in Vegas still have uh, you know up on the board early but um, you know that that's where you can take advantage totally agree and look the fact that they don't want you to bet means that we should be betting it means that we should be using every every book every out at our disposal to get down as much as we can um, no past results guarantee future results I say that no matter what it is the oh, draft games sure. whatever so just because i've been great in years past at the draft does not and in no way guarantees that this draft will be great i, yeah, I, I mean think you look it will it, be. we'll talk well we'll talk about this later when we start talking about nhl sure um but my playoffs last year were, were was one there was a down year i mean yep. I, I lost like four units and it's like oh my god you know that, i felt awful it's it's rough but the years before the 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 two playoffs before that incredible were over 40 units N normal. I, mean, I would say for you actually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, yeah, I agree. And, and even the, the year before I had a killer year, I think I, I was about 16 units. I, I don't have the data because a previous employer yanked that from me. So I can't dig that further deep and, and shame on me for not saving it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, look, I mean, you, you, you were, there are times where we've, there are periods and, and years that could be down. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, sure. But you read into the information. You're smarter than everybody else because you're able to use that information, get that information, do the actual research. I mean, that's what our packages are there for, right? We're letting our customers 
say, look, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. I don't have that. You know, you guys do it for me. So yeah. that's what we do. We put in the time, we put in the effort and we're selling information based on our research that is, you know, spent hours a day on to, to dig into, to help our clients out. And, and that's ultimately what, what we do. We're providing that information. Look, you want to do your diligence on top of that. You know, we, maybe you don't like a certain game or play or pick that we, we have. Don't, don't take it. Nobody's forcing you to make every play that we make. We're just letting you know these are the plays that we made. Yep, absolutely true. So, to just sort of dive in more into the draft here, two kind of main points that stick out to me. Number one, as far as the number one pick, we're now seeing Trayvon Walker. I see his height is minus 305 as of taping this Wednesday morning. I've never seen a market since this came out three, four, five months ago, depending on your book, as far as who will be number one, that has changed so much. And, and just from my tracking, there have been six changes as far as who's going to be the number one overall pick favorite, right? Not since the Baker Mayfield draft a few years ago, where it was literally like the morning of is when that news broke. You could have had Baker Mayfield at 25 to one two days prior to the draft to, to go number one. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen here. Trayvon Walker looks to be, by all accounts as of now, the guy for the Jags, right? They wouldn't be putting that out there, kind of getting their fan base prepared for that if it was just going to be some total curveball now where they're going to trade it or go back to Hutchinson, et cetera. So yeah. looking like I mean, Trevon Walker's looking a the year, guy. A year ago, it was Kayvon Thibodeau, right? I mean, he, was, he, he, he was opened the as guy. the minus 125 favorite to be the number one pick at, yep. you know, whenever. And look, he didn't fall that much. And, you know, he obviously, you know, there, there's some question marks there. Um, he needs to go but, three or four. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I think he will. I think he Me will. Me too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, ultimately, yeah, we saw him. Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, there's, like you said, six guys. It's crazy. Been kind of in that number one spot. Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, and then the other part is just the lack of QB depth in this draft. This is one of the worst quarterback draft classes I can ever remember, to be honest with you. No, in my opinion, quarterback is going to go in the top 10. Uh, I have Malik Willis over 10.5 draft position, which I think is a very solid bet at this point. We saw that steamed at getting out to 13.5 recently. I could see him even falling down to number 20 at Pittsburgh, unless the Saints move up to try to grab him. But hard for me to see at this point him going in the top 10. Um I also took under three quarterbacks in the first round. That's one where it's like, I think it's a push at worst. Yep. So if you're going to take it, that's fine. If you push, totally fine. I, I, I would actually lean to that pushing. Um, you know, we're probably going to see Pickett, probably Willis. And then, you know, could Desmond Ritter slide in there? Could someone who's high on, you know, Sam Howell come Matt, in and grab him? Matt maybe. Corral even. Matt Corral, yeah, I maybe. I don't see Matt Corral going but there, but yeah, I'm just saying. But four, um, I think, is, is not happening. I would be very surprised at four. So under three quarterbacks is another play that I put out as well. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, you know, some might say, well, you know, if there's not that many quarterbacks in the draft, maybe they're going to be much higher on them. And I just don't see it. These guys, um, you know, teams are not getting the value of drafting quarterbacks that early. Um, so I see I also see quarterbacks kind of falling. You know, I max three in the first. Yep. I agree. It's a it's a push at worst. And, and you got teams like you know, Atlanta and Carolina and Detroit, um, you know, Pittsburgh, like you mentioned, Seattle, you know, what are they going to do a quarterback? So um, it's interesting. There are teams that need quarterback, uh, but again, you'll start to see maybe them being able to, to grab somebody in the second, third round to develop. Um, and, you know, there, there are also teams that I'm interested in seeing like new Orleans, like what are they going to do? Um, you know, they need a quarterback. They also need help at wide receiver. Right. Yep. So, 
Um, that's going to be interesting. What are the Giants going to do? Obviously, a big market team. Charles like them. Cross, baby. Charles uh, Cross, go yeah, five or I mean, seven. Look, they need they need defense. They need offensive line. They, they need a lot. Need help, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I honestly think you're going to see a, a ton of defenders go. I mean, a lot of teams need help on defense. Could be top uh, four. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Could be top four. I mean, you got teams, even big teams. Look, later on, Cincinnati needs help on defense, right? We've seen that. Baltimore, a, a notorious team for defense, needs needs some defensive help. I mean, Atlanta, yeah, they need a quarterback. They also need defense. Denver needs defense. I mean, you go through most of these teams that I have, you know, on the board need help on defense. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this all shakes out. Um, you know, are there any guys that you have, you know, maybe smaller guys, guys from smaller schools um, that you that you're higher on or, or who you might think from bigger schools that might fall? Yeah, I mean, we talked about um, I posted the other day, Sky Moore, uh, wide receiver, Western Michigan. I, I like him. One of these kind of speedy guys, super speedy guys. But I just thought the number was was way too low. I don't have him going anywhere near the first round. So I went ahead and grabbed over thirty five and a half for Sky Moore. Um, yeah, I, I like – and it's funny you mentioned that, and, and we had kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, like, like you, I, I like him. I, I have him yep. in a – I personally have him in a top – I'm not saying he's going first round. I don't think he's going first round. But I, I could – if he went in the first round, I wouldn't be shocked in – I wouldn't say, oh, my God, that team made a huge mistake. No, no, um, no. But he's, he's, he's a little small. You know, he's like, what, 5'10"? Mm-hmm. Um and he's got good moves. He's shifty. He could break tackles. Uh, you know, he's quick. So, you know, someone like that, um, you know, is interesting. And, and he's also somebody who's only just started playing wide receiver uh, not for not very long. I mean, he when he came into Western Michigan, he was a defensive back. Yep. So um, something to make note of. I like him, yeah. Just as far as the wide receiver market, guys. So this opened up at number of wide receivers first round, five and a half, and that got bet immediately up to six. Now we're seeing six and a half. I even saw a seven out there, which is way too high. But if you can still get a five and a half and you know, whatever reasonable juice, there definitely should be at least six. I think the baseline for me is six. Could be seven. But to see only five wide receivers in the first round would be a total shock at this point. I think you might even see that five number hit by, by pick like 15 sort of in that sweet spot of 8 to 15 where there could be, you know, four to five receivers picked. Uh, I took Garrett Wilson under 9.5. I expect him to go number 8 to Atlanta if he's still there. I could even see some guys moving up for him as well. Um, I would have liked to get a 10.5 on him because I think the Jets would probably be the absolute last team that he could – sorry, the meaning if he's there at 10, the Jets would pick him. But I really would be surprised if he gets past Atlanta at eight. So went ahead and took Wilson there. Um, and then you're going to see a run on, on a lot of these guys. So if you can get an over five and a half on receivers picked first round, go ahead and grab that. If you want to take the six, it probably pushes. I don't know that we're going to get to seven. But I think you're definitely going to at least get to six at, at, at that number. So I know another guy you mentioned, Wags, or another team you mentioned was the, the Cincinnati Bengals picking in the late first round. Uh, Tyler Lindenbaum, to me, I took over 27.5 on him last night. Uh, to me, that's a guy that I think Cincinnati might have targeted there, and I believe they're picking 31st. So um, it, unless Cincinnati takes him, I don't see anybody moving down to, to you know take him. So um, maybe if you want to take you know spe- specific players to specific teams, take a look at the Bengals there with uh, with Linderbaum. But yeah. I think over 27.5 is a pro- pretty a solid is a very solid play on him. Got that at minus 140. Um, 
So yeah, there's a guy. I also speaking of speaking of Tyler's. I like this guy out of Tulsa, Tyler Smith. Um, mm. Big, 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 big man. Huge, 325, and he's actually deceptively quick. He had a pretty good combine, 83, a little over 83-inch uh, wingspan. Um, he's an absolute monster. Had some issues uh, with penalties over the course of the last year, um, but I could see him as somebody going in the first round, especially if, if linemen go uh, on a run. Yep, which they definitely could early on. All right, I could talk draft props and draft for literally the entire day here, but to to make sure that this podcast is under seven hours. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be doing free plays at the end of the pod, guys, and um, my free play is another draft prop, so that'll be coming up as well as his wag. So moving on, um, NBA, man. NBA playoffs off to an awesome start on my end, 16 and 10 ATS, 62%, got – handful of futures won the Celtics future on the series and I tweeted out I, I wish I had bet more on that <laughs> obviously since don't they we, swept them don't we always don't we always <laughs> but man that that line was just was very generous that they were doing it was Celtics minus 130 and you know the the look the Brooklyn Nets all season long they were literally the NBA favorites the entire year up to like three weeks ago I was tweeting it out throughout as it happened basically throughout the entire year five, I think the final number was like five and 27 in the last 32 as uh ATS as home favorites, just very overrated team. I think a lot of the off-court stuff with Kyrie, with Ben Simmons, certainly did not help. Uh, Kevin Durant, okay, didn't really show up in the in the first round, I'll say, in really any of the four games. You could say game four, he was fine, but whatever. Uh, to me, this team has really a lot of rebuilding to do. If it were me, I'd get rid of Kyrie. I just think the, the off-court stuff is sort of clownish at this point. But yeah, NBA playoffs off to a really good start. One of the best first rounds we've, we've really ever seen. Um, yeah, how so. about Toronto making a run? Huh? Toronto making a run, man. And, you know, we're taping this Wednesday morning. If if the Raptors come back uh, and even force a game seven, it, it wouldn't shock me. And then we know Doc Rivers, uh, I'll just say history in, in big game, <laughs> game seven. So save the one, the one championship year where he had three Hall of Famers on his team. He hasn't really done much else since then. So... Wouldn't shock me at all. But, yeah, the NBA package is up. It's going to be uh, reduced after uh, after round one as far as the price goes, just to, you know, reflect the number of games there. So uh, definitely check that out. Lots going on with the NBA, um, especially in, in the Western Conference. You know, we saw last night with the Phoenix Suns, a lot of people were like, oh, the Pelicans are going to beat them without Devin Booker. That was a big statement game for me, in my opinion, with – what the Suns were able to do last night with a very feisty, very solid Pelicans team. You know, we'll see what happens with the last couple of games here with with that series. But uh, I, I know some some very sharp guys that were taking Dallas Mavericks futures twenty five to one to win the championship, thinking the Pelicans were going to win, and then the Mavs would sort of have a pass into the Western Conference Finals, probably against the um, the Golden State Warriors there. So if the Suns can get out of there, they're still my favorite to come out of the West. They would have Booker back in time, hopefully for the Western Finals against. Uh, against the Warriors, I think. So yeah. we'll that see what goes interesting. on there. Very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, first off, let me be clear, kind of as financial non, you know, people making predictions who are not financial advisors, I will specify that I am a non-NBA watcher during the regular season. You make um, that very well watch, known. Yeah, but I but I do like to watch <laughs> the uh, the line movements on these games and yep. whatnot and. Um, Obviously, Phoenix being a, a big favorite over New Orleans coming into this series, but New Orleans playing very well. Um, 
Phoenix opened two and a half on the road and it's dropped down to one now. So um, obviously some some seems to be maybe early sharp money, possibly public. We'll have to dig into those numbers. I haven't really looked into it much uh, early on the Pelicans. Yeah, it's one of those – it's just the Suns are just a different team without Devin Booker. I mean, Chris Paul basically has to just, like, play out of his mind. And on the road, they're just not as good as they are at home, which is which is yeah. the, you know, reality for K- most teams. Kind of a little but, different than the Heat, who uh, mm. losing both their stud players and, and Lowry and, and Jimmy Butler last night and, and really taking care of business. I tweeted it out before the playoffs started, man. I've never seen a number one seed get less – I don't want to say respect, but just, like, less talk about – talked about them than the Miami Heat. It was like Kyrie and the Nets and the Celtics and the Bucks were just sucking up all the oxygen and like no one's over there talking about the Heat. And now if you click on updated conference odds in the East, you know, the Boston Celtics are favored, plus 155, Miami Heat plus 215. Well, the Miami Heat, if they get there, if they get by Philly or Toronto, they would have home court against home court. Boston or Milwaukee. So With arguably the best coach in basketball. I and, think there's know, no they doubt. Just play – they just play team basketball. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt. They can play defense, and they don't rely – you know, they don't have that one – I mean, obviously, Jimmy Butler has been playing really well in the playoffs, but even with him out, they, they have guys that can step up. You got Tyler Hero, you know, shooting threes, Struess shooting three. They, they hit the three ball, and they didn't even hit it last night. Yeah. Um, granted, they play Trey-ish Young. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, he, he obviously had a very tough series. I feel bad for the guy. could but, say that. Um, yeah, I mean, as an eight seed, you can't expect to to beat the uh, the one seed. Yeah, it's not so. like hockey. Speaking of hockey, Here good go. transition. <laughs> you beat me to it. All right, so I just clicked on not just, but I've been clicking all over the past, I don't know, weeks, months, checking out your your futures, checking out the current futures, odds to win the Stanley Cup playoffs. Currently, Colorado Avalanche plus three fifty, Florida Panthers plus five fifty, and then you're going down to the Flames eight to one. Toronto nine to one, Lightning and Hurricanes eleven and twelve to one, respectively. Talk to me about where things are at with the NHL. Talk to me about when the playoffs start. Talk to me about playoff record. Just sort of give me the rundown of what's going on with the NHL playoffs coming up. Yeah, no, really, really solid season so far. I think you know, um, you know definitely streaks. Uh, it's kind of been a roller coaster, but very solid overall. Um, playoffs, we we kind of touched upon it um earlier last year lost four units um the last two years prior we were up over 40 actually uh for the three years combined including last year where we were down four units we are plus 40.2 units 59.5 percent winners 13894 um so Obviously, uh, very, very good. Um, the year before that, again, I don't have the data, but I know we did have the Capitals to win it all. On top of that, a very good playoff run. I don't know the exact numbers. So um, that all said, playoffs is, is, is a moneymaker, right? I mean, last year was, was kind of a, a, an anomaly, if you will. Um, but I'm really pumped for the playoffs. We do have futures on as you mentioned, those top two teams, right? Colorado Avalanche, two-unit play, six to one. Um, they are now plus three fifty, and the Florida Panthers at eighteen to one before nice. the season. Yeah, so they're down to five and a half to one. Those are the top two teams, each in each different conference. Obviously, ideally, they will play in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we could sit back, relax, mm-hmm. pop that 
bottle of champagne and just enjoy the show. Um, also be uh, kind of go back to a previously Stan Stanley Cup where the Avalanche and Panthers uh, played. I believe that was 2000 or 2001. Uh, Avalanche swept the Panthers. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, talking a little bit about this, looking into the matchups or potential matchups, uh, the West is a little bit up in the air. The East is mostly set. Um, right now, the Panthers would play the Capitals. Maple Leafs versus the Lightning, Carolina versus Boston, and the Rangers versus the Penguins. I mean, the East is really wide open, even with the Florida Panthers, who are likely to be the President Trophy winners, um, have a tough matchup. Uh, they are 2-1 and one against the Capitals this year, but all of those games, one-goal games. Capitals are dangerous. You put them in the playoffs, they can beat anybody. So um, just because Florida, you know, going to be the favorite, uh, have home ice, President Trophy winners, you know, don't let that fool you. Once this playoffs, you know, these playoffs start, the Stanley Cup playoffs are incredible. Uh, upsets happen all the time. So this is not kind of a sure shot thing. And that's why uh, NHL handicapping is very, very difficult. Um, also in the East, all teams, as I mentioned, very good. The first time ever where all eight teams in the East had over 100 points. Hmm. Um, absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, maybe you could argue, hey, there's not that much parity in the East. Um, yeah, maybe not. But, you know, I, I've seen teams in, in the bottom half of the, of the division beat some of these top teams. So um, it's going to be very interesting. One thing to call out in this, if Carolina and Boston are matched up, the Canes absolutely dominated Boston this year. Three nothing in the series, two shutouts. Carolina outscored Boston 16 to one. So, um you know, I will say and, and kind of make mention of that. But at the same time, once you get into the playoffs, Boston's a playoff team. I mean, they get scrappy. They're they're very talented. Um, and obviously, Rangers and Penguins going to be a great matchup. Toronto and the Lightning. The Lightning are playing incredibly well right now. Uh, but Toronto should have a home ice advantage. So we're taping this Wednesday. There's, what, a couple days left in regular season, right? Playoffs yeah, Friday is the Monday? last day, technically. I think there might be a makeup game on Sunday for okay. two non-playoff teams. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think it's Winnipeg and Seattle. I, I think that's if I'm correct. Um, not sure if they'll play it. Not sure if it has anything to do with kind of like draft. Uh, have to look into that a little bit more. Or maybe mm -hmm. they'll just say, hey, you know, due to injury, we don't want to have any cause. Uh, it's not going to really matter. They won't play. So, um yeah, and then playoffs start Monday. Monday, um, okay. Monday, May, uh, I think May 2nd, so yep. it's, yeah. May so 1st is Sunday. Sunday. Yep, May 1st, uh, very good day. Yep. May 1st is a very good day. Yep. So, um, yep, about that. We'll go into the West. The West is a little bit more of a crapshoot. Um okay. You know, it's not set yet. They don't, you know, at least for, for those eight teams I mentioned in the East, those are all, they're all in the playoffs. They're, everybody else is eliminated. The West is a little bit more wide open. Right now, the current matchups, you got Calgary and Nashville. Um, what's interesting there is Calgary is a higher ranked, you know, kind of ranked team, higher seeded team. Nashville, 2-0-1 against Calgary this season. Edmonton and the, and the Kings. Uh, Kings uh, clinched it yesterday. Um, Edmonton, uh, you know, has been playing really good. Uh, interesting, Edmonton has always kind of had this uh, spotlight on them. Uh, Connor McDavid, best player in the game, in, in my opinion, um, has had this uh, spotlight on him. And they haven't really played that well this year. I feel like the spotlight hasn't really been on them that much. They're actually performing. Uh, they're playing well. Um, 
kind of seeing if they can make a deep run. I think they should get through the Kings if they are matched up. Um, and then Edmonton from there, they're, they're a goal-scoring team, so anything can happen. Uh, Colorado, we mentioned them. Obviously the favorites to win the Cup. But right now they're matched up against Dallas, who who's not yet in, not yet clinched. But Dallas is two and one against Colorado this season, so mm. um, that's something to to kind of make um, you know kind of point out. Will Colorado struggle against Dallas, or are they going to kind of skate through the, the playoffs? And then Minnesota and St. Louis. St. Louis again, three zero and zero against Minnesota this year. Uh, but the Wild are very good, very dangerous. Uh, they have great chemistry, great players, and. Um, Really, I could see anybody coming out of the West. Anybody coming out of the West. So the West. Anybody, yeah. The West is is really wide open. There, I mean, look, there's Colorado and everybody else. And everybody but else. The fact yep. is, Colorado, um, you know, they're they're gonna have a, a matchup that uh, they they you know I want to say struggled against, but have a losing record against in Dallas. So yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, as I've tweeted out for years, and you know, the vast majority of you guys know, but for for any new listeners, I don't handicap the NHL. I I watch it. I I don't actively handicap it, but Wags has been my hockey guy for years and years. You're and years. an active investor. Yeah, I'm an active investor, like so many others. Um, you know, he's been my hockey guy. I've been telling him for for well over a decade now, and then I I brought him on, you know, just a, a few years ago here, and just I like you know clients or whoever else I tell your hockey picks. So I you know I I know the teams generally i kind of know what's going on i know who's good and not good but you know to say that i know a lot about the specific players or stuff like that but what i do know is compared to the nba playoffs where you know an eight seed or a seven seed winning a series in the first round is extremely rare in hockey i feel like it happens a lot more often and that's reflected on the odds i mean you mentioned the Suns. They, you know, minus two thousand, minus three thousand. Like the Bucks were minus twenty five hundred to to in the series against the Bulls. Like you would never see that in a first round series. I mean, these eight seeds are getting like plus two ten, plus three hundred. Number like in that realm, you're not seeing minus twenty five hundred for a one seed in the NHL. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, you, you'll see maybe uh, in the minus four hundreds. Right, at um, most. At most, at most for sure. And there's a lot of matchups that you start scratching your head and saying, you know, why is the five seed favorite in this? You know, mm. they, they don't have home ice. And, you know, that's when you start to dig in a little bit more. You look at matchups. Look, NBA, you know, it's, it's a different game, right? I mean, you go up and back and scoring, up and back and scoring. You know, defense does play a role, but you have a better shooter. You're, you know, mostly five, six, seven guys, eight guys at most are playing, you know, a majority of the game. Um, you really have to, you know, when it comes to hockey – you have a, a hot goaltender on a, on a maybe a mediocre team could carry you through the playoffs. Sure. I and mean, he gets hot. Um, you know, he shuts, shutting down teams. You, you, you might only need two goals a game to, to continue on to the next round. Um, whereas there are other, you know, teams that like Colorado or Florida who are high scoring teams, goaltending, you know, might be off. Uh, they have an off offensive night, you know, some team, you know, a lower seed team is going to get right back into that game so, yep. or, or in that series. Can't wait. So, all right, playoffs start Monday. The package is up, NHL playoff package with WAGS. You get the entire Stanley Cup playoffs, all the futures, everything included in that. And uh, that's up on the site now. Hit me up. Hit me WAGS up if you have any questions about that. Cannot wait for that WAGS. I, I love watching – the NHL playoffs, like, you know, similar to you with the NBA, right? I mean, the NHL playoffs for me is just sort of a, a lay person when it comes to hockey is like the intensity is just, it's so much better 
in the playoffs compared to like a regular season game toward the beginning of the year. So yeah, no, love putting it's, those it's, bets in. it's amazing. It's, it's fun playoff. You know, I talked to again, the layman who, who doesn't maybe watch hockey as much, you know, I, I, I'm not blind to it. Obviously hockey is not the most popular sport. Um, to me, it, it's, you know, hockey and football are, are my top two, yep. you know, um, college hoops right there too with you, but the, yeah, I'm excited. I, I should be going to a couple, hopefully, uh, if the Panthers continue to win, I'll, I'll be going to a bunch of playoff games, nice. get some videos posted. We'll get some pictures posted from there. Uh, should be really fun. I mean, that atmosphere, I mean, it's just nuts. Um, you know, even I, I went to a game, I posted a picture against the Red Wings. Your seats were terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Dude sitting behind the bench, literally, like, chatting with these players. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to be in the know with a lot of hockey people. <laughs> so, um, because of that, yeah, no, it, it's fun. We actually uh, ended up, you know, getting a stick from – well, it's funny. Actually, a quick funny story. Guy on the Detroit bench ended up picking up a Panther stick, brought it to the bench, and, and handed it through. We thought it was his stick. Uh, turns out it was uh, just one that he kind of stole off the ice and gave it to us. So uh, we, we were heckling a bit. It was fun. We were having fun with them. And, uh, you know, we got, got a few smiles um, from the Red Wings. They were, they were good sports about everything. Um, but, yeah, no, there's nothing like playoff hockey. Uh, looking forward. After that win, Panthers, even uh, Detroit, you know, who, who's a bottom-tier team, they were throwing rats on the ice from way back when. Mm-hmm. when uh, Scott Mellenby slap-shotted a, a, a rat in the locker room uh, back in the playoffs. And now, now thinking about it, why were there rats in the locker room? I mean, that goes to show you the Florida Panthers back then. Were not that was the Miami the, uh, Arena, I yeah, believe, they were playing. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, it was still no, – I, I think it was still the um, – out in Sunrise. But okay. Yeah, no. Um, just just wild it, it should be fun it should be a good ride looking forward to um you know getting everybody on board you know go out buy the package have fun with it um it's priced nicely you get a whole bunch of uh plays and and like acl said all the way through including the stanley cup to the end so uh looking forward to it can't wait man all right moving along major league baseball three weeks into the season Tell me, tell me, because my account keeps going up. Your account, yeah, I, I'm getting a lot of nice DMs and, and whatnot. 48 and 27 so far, Ooh. plus 15.8 units three weeks in. Look, I know there's a lot going on NFL, people betting NBA playoffs, draft, but these tickets cast the same, and baseball is what it is right now. These lines are just soft. The lines do sharpen up as you know any regular season does as it goes on but right now i mean these lines that they're, they're putting out in my opinion are just soft so yep. yeah 48 and 27 so far three weeks in like i said plus 15.8 units um there's i mean just glancing at the standings as i do every day uh one of the teams that i was very high on coming in from a future standpoint was the milwaukee brewers currently 11 and 7 first place in the central seven and three in their last 10 um one team that is just playing terrible, shocking people so far, really losers of eight in a row, the Chicago White Sox. I mean, they were their preseason favorite to win the Central, pretty significant favorites there. A lot of people have them coming out of the American League. Uh, I have the Toronto Blue Jays coming out of the American League. They're currently 12-6, and six, first place in the East, 7-3 last 10, plus eight run differential. So that's not totally surprising there. But, um, you know, some of these teams from last year that some people thought might have just sort of been a fluke or it was a one-year abnormality kind of thing, the San Francisco Giants. I mean, <laughs> remember, Wags, they were 80-1 to last year to win that division preseason. Their, their um, season win total was in the 70s. They wind up, you know, 
dominating that division basically for the entire year. They're already 13-5. and Second-best record in the entire National League behind the Mets. Winners of five in a row right ahead of the Dodgers. So it, it looks like it might be a situation like last year where everybody's just sort of handing this division to the Dodgers, and boom, here come the, the San Francisco Giants here, kind of out of nowhere again, if you will. Plus 45 run differential three weeks into the season. Sheesh. They keep that pace up, do the math. That's sort of yeah, un- unsustainable. That's, that's but um, yeah, we shall see. Great, great start to the MLB season so far. Unders are definitely coming in. A lot of talk about is the ball juiced, blah, blah, blah. Or sorry, is the ball dead end, blah, yeah, blah, dead, blah. Yeah, yeah. Home runs are definitely down. Um, I think that there's probably a lot to that. One, I'll say, thought is that they want these guys who are coming up for free agency to not have the crazy numbers like they normally would, the Juan Sotos of the world. They don't want him to get 500, a $500 million contract. So if his numbers can be down a little bit in the contract year when he's coming up for arbitration and all that. Conspiracy theories coming Yeah, out. there you go. There you go. So, But are they? But are they? But, but are, are they? they? I mean, look, <laughs> they've deadened the balls. They've juiced the balls. Rob Manafort, who the hell knows what that guy does half the time. But um, we could probably spend another seven hours uh, talking about MLB. We didn't even get into umpires, but, you know, Angel Hernandez. <laughs> the Kyle Schwarber rant from the other night. Oh, man, it was like it was a meme within like 10 minutes. 10 it minutes. Crazy. It's yeah. it's one of the all timers. And I mean, it's just it's like MLB setting themselves up. So the, for those that don't know, there's this umpire, Angel Hernandez, historically in the player surveys that they do every single year, anonymous surveys, he's ranked at the absolute bottom every single year as far as, like, who's your, you know, best umpire. This guy, I think he's, like, sued Major League Baseball a few times because they didn't promote him and all this stuff. They basically, like, can't fire him is yeah. is what's happening here. So when I see – I mean, you, you just Google it. Just yeah, just Google, Google it. Like, just it's hilarious. Angel, so. I, just t- I just typed in worst umpires in MLB. Angel Hernandez won. <laughs> Angel Hernandez is the worst umpire in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> Joe West is up there. Surprisingly, there's three guys that I hadn't, you know, uh, maybe two guys. Joe West should uh, be up there. Joe West was four. Laz Diaz, I've heard of. He was three. C.B. Buckner, I don't know oh, who yeah. that is. And, it's pretty bad. And Fielden Colbreth. Fielden uh, yeah. Colbreth, he's pretty bad. I've yeah, met I mean, Laz I just Diaz. Don't know, Super uh, nice guy. Not, not a good umpire. <laughs> I met him at, at a Tampa Bay Rays game on the field. He came over and chatted to us in between every single inning. We told him we had we had the over and to help us out. I don't think he. he I wonder if if the more and more media buzz that's going on is going to create this you know uh, virtual strike zone and and get rid of umpires and maybe they'll just have umpires in the field and not not behind the plate. Yeah. So what I think they're going to do is and they test this out in the minor leagues. You have to have an umpire behind the plate for calls at home, right? So what they do is they put a uh, like essentially a buzzer in their pocket Mm. and. There's one in the left, one in the right. If it buzzes on the right, that's a ball. You know, that's a strike. Yeah, if it buzzes yeah, on the left, yeah. that's a ball. And then they just call it based on that. Angel Hernandez will still get it wrong. He'll be like left, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I saw that they put him on a national TV game, I was like, oh, here we go. He's going to be trending in an hour. Needless to say, not only was he trending, but there was um, quite a, some some fireworks. And there was a video of him pulling out in his car at you know from the parking lot. And some Philly fan just bly- just laying into him. You suck. You blah blah blah. Leave it, leave it to Philly. He just gave yeah. him a little wave and a smile, like a. <laughs> Tell you what, y- Yankee fans are catching Philly fans for uh, most obnoxious and worst after Oof. that. Uh, that Indians video dis- or the yeah, Guardians display, video. Yeah, Guardians. Careful, careful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but um, 
Absolutely nuts. And then that's just baseball we're talking about. I mean, you've been hot. Golf and t- tennis is what, what's it's coming up, man. Tennis? Yeah, it's, it's coming up. Yep. So French Open's coming up next month. Um, and gosh, May 21st. At, yeah, it's, it's coming up. So basically like the way that, that you know, I do tennis, Australian Open. And then it, when clay season starts, which is basically right now, you really want to like see where things are at. You don't want to necessarily – jump into clay season because with clay season it's very different than harder than grass so you really want to kind of get some data get some numbers going into the french so that's why i haven't been posting any tennis plays over the last few weeks but definitely we'll be ramping that up as we get to the french one of the most profitable tournaments every single year um and then you know of course you have wimbledon you have u.s open so it's really the whole summer uh starts from the from the tennis perspective over the next couple weeks so cannot wait for that Golf is going on as well. T- taking off the uh, the uh, Mexican the Mexico Open this week. Wells Fargo coming up, and then hey, PGA title, PGA Championship, uh, you know, U.S. Open, all that. The Open, aka the British Open, coming up as well. So, golf, tennis will be ramping up. But right now, man, it's all about the NFL draft. Hopefully, we get some of those things going on. NBA playoffs, baseball, hockey, everything's going on right now. So, just one of those like. You know, people are like, oh, it's it's not football going on right now, so it's it's less going on with sports betting. Well, if you're actually looking and looking at these markets and being like, how can I make money? This is one of the most profitable times of the year with everything that we've kind of talked about. And don't forget, Wags, the WNBA starts <laughs> coming up. The regular season and is when you started capping that years and years ago. You laughed. I, I laughed, and then. I wasn't laughing for very long because no. I was looking at my <laughs> my plays and I was like, man, there's a lot to take advantage of here. So, um, yeah, it's cool when when you know n- new things, you know things that aren't really um, bet on as much. I think you start you probably see books being a little bit more lacking in their sharpness because you know they don't put as many resources behind it yeah um and because of that and we mentioned that in the beginning on the top of the show right with acl mentioning about um the nfl props and and circa again love circa love the guys one of my favorite books if not my favorite book in vegas um you know they, they don't get the anything up on the board until 48 hours before because they're smart because they're smart because they're smart no exactly i mean you're right 100 percent. and they just you know not many people are betting on a wnba because you know it just is what it is and you know a lot of times there's caps on on some of these smaller uh, sports anyway so they're, they're not as interested but it's not worth it to them to put money and resources behind getting really sharp because not everybody's taking advantage yeah, but so, I know somebody who is. Yeah, man. So the state of Nevada, their gaming regulations require that all NFL draft pops, not all, but certain markets of the NFL draft pops be taken down 48 hours prior to the draft. So the draft is in Vegas this year. Um, so unfortunately, is it, a lot because of, it, is it just this year or is that always? That's always. It's not just because okay. it's in Vegas. Sorry, those are like two separate thoughts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, my point was that a lot of people, a lot of tourists are coming into Vegas for the draft specifically to like be here for the draft and mm, they're going to be disappointed in, yeah they're not going to be able to bet a day or two before yeah are, are going to get yeah and that's a dumb rule i think as years go on they'll probably fix that uh it's also unfortunate that well, a lot they're going to have to because now the market's just becoming more competitive yeah. right so you have all these books from all these th- different states 
and you you know you get a proxy or you got a friend mm-hmm. who's going to be able to to help you out and, and make bets for you i mean that's that's my go-to i use a proxy i mean uh, everybody's like oh post your plays you know i don't, I don't have plays to post because i don't do it online you know i i do it through my proxy yeah so, so you know you, you talked about other states it's unfortunate that a lot of these states east coast just don't allow nfl draft betting virginia i know a lot of people have asked me about new york uh pennsylvania i believe connecticut like you can't bet the nfl draft in some of these states at these legal books and i think that was just one you know when they were legalizing it over the past couple years they they didn't really necessarily think it through right it's sort of like they looked at the draft as similar to like betting on the oscars or stuff like that where it's kind of predetermined and all that but look markets dictate laws and rules and i think the market for the nfl draft is just getting so 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 big in neighboring states like in new jersey for example that new york is going to change that eventually i don't know when it's going to happen hopefully sooner than later but um it's just such a great betting vehicle and you know we'll see what happens so good luck to us speaking of nfl draft wags shall we do free plays and uh throw out a couple more yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, I know you you posted a bunch, so <clears throat> yep. if you haven't looked yet and you only listen to the pod, which I find very highly unlikely, make sure you check out ACL's Twitter feed. He has a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of free draft plays. Yep, ten and three a couple of years ago, twelve and four before that. Um, it's looking up here, ten and six last year. So like. You know, I give those out not to say that I'm going to go 15 and 0 or whatever this year. That'd be great. But, like, we'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Free play time. NFL draft. Quay Walker wags. <clears throat> Under 32 and a half, minus 125. That line is up at DraftKings right now. In other words, I'm saying Quay Walker is going to be picked in the first round. Senior linebacker out of Georgia. Ran a 4.5240. Fourth among all of linebackers. Posted career highs last season. 25 QB pressures, 67 tackles, blah, blah, blah. I don't give you all that information because some people do their mocks based on like, oh, he ran a 4-2-5. I think that he should go here. That's not what the draft is. The draft is about like reading between the tea leaves, information-based, where are these GMs saying that they have needs and all that. So I give all that information not to say like I'm taking under because he had a career high 25 QB pressures and 67 tackles. Like he's obviously a good football player. I'm taking this bet because reading a lot of the interviews with GMs discussing the linebacker position, one actually said the other day he'd be shocked if he wasn't a first-round pick at this point because he was originally a mid-second. He crushed it at the combine. And uh, some have even gone so far as to say that he's a shot to be the number one linebacker off the board ahead of Devin Lloyd. The market for that, which uh, linebacker will will go first, Lloyd is currently minus 425. Then you have N'Kobe Dean at plus 475, and Walker's actually at plus 500. That said, Dean's over has actually been taking steam in the last 48 hours. It's out to 30 and a half steam to the over. So I think Dean might go in the second round, which tells me that Walker's probably going to be the second linebacker taken. Could be number one. Five to one is not the worst bet in the world, but we're going to go be going a little bit safer there and just going under 32 and a half, minus 125, Quay Walker, draft position under 32 and a half yeah no i i like it and he's an absolute beast i watched him play uh when i went to the kentucky georgia game and he's just he's awesome all all the well all those guys you know it's like alabama georgia 
um, you know, you get these studs. Um, one I'm going to talk about, and then one's going to be my free play. I, I didn't mention this earlier, but I wanted to point out that a guy that I love to watch, um, absolutely love, is linebacker Christian Harris. He got a lot of press um, in the national championship game. He, I think he wore number 31. Um, he was all over the field, plays super hard. Um, but something, you know, after going through some film, and, and yes, I, I still watch film, um, he gets kind of lost on the field at times. Mm. He's kind of all over the place. He runs hard. If he makes a mistake, you wouldn't know it because he's going, you know, to a spot as fast as he can. Um, but there are times he gets lost, and I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, we see somebody like him fall a little bit um, in the draft. Uh, that said, um, we'll move to my free play. Uh, I am going with Isaiah Spiller. Yes, Isaiah Spiller, um, running back from Texas A&M. Over 71 and a half. I had to think. So I think he's going to be drafted later than 71 It always gets people confused. <laughs> Over means later on, worst draft yes, position. Over exactly. 71 and a half. So he, he, he is going to fall. Um, you know, I think he's good. I think he's fast. I think he's got, you know, a lot of things. I just don't think there's much need for running back, um, uh, you know, in the draft. I mean, guys, uh, I think the running back class is going to drop a little bit. Um, you know, I think you'll see some of those guys go further down. He's got a big name. He had a lot of kind of marketing behind him coming into the season. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, you know, personally think that that's somewhere, someone who, who does fall in the draft a little bit. Um, so I'm going to take him over 71 and a half. All right, man. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Great, great, great pod. Great kind of catch up. Um, do this again. Uh, I always look forward to the pod. It also gets me kind of to research areas um, that I don't always have in my kind of day-to-day ops, you yep. know, putting in into research, uh, reaching out to different markets, kind of looking up, you know, certain nuggets of information that might not be kind of out there, um, at least at your fingertips. So um, definitely looking forward to football season. I know that seems far away, but we have the draft Soon. now. And, you know, we're going to have practice uh practice yeah practice. i said practice uh within the next three or four months so uh yeah three months really yeah cannot wait definitely check us out guys as we mentioned twitter instagram at the real mystery cl at cap and wags the real is the website check us out there any questions dm us on either platform you can always email us through the website as well so go abs go panthers yeah man good luck with all Watch that the stanley cup cannot wait sign up for the package love hockey love hockey playoff time so yeah, no, this was fun. We always uh, enjoy the kind of touch-based spring podcast to let you guys know where we're at and kind of what, what we're thinking about and what's going on now when we're sort of in that midway point up until football season. So we'll tweet out when the next pod will be coming up. Anything else before we get out of here? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. Looking forward to the draft. Looking forward to hockey. Watch the end of the uh, NBA playoffs. I mean, hopefully my – Miami Heat will uh, do some damage, but got a shot. We'll, we'll see. They got no respect, so no. we'll see what shot. happens. All right, brother. All right, for WAGs, I'm ACL. Enjoy everything going on, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.